Hey, my friends, Ryan Hartley here from Always Better Yesterday. This week, I am sharing the Heart Framework, a live series I shared back in February. Yesterday, you heard all about HeartSet, what it is, how to connect with it, how to lead from it. And today, I'll be sharing the concept of heart work. And the thing I want you to listen to really closely isn't the question of do you have heart work? It's a case of exploring what it is and just knowing that the world needs you to bring it. The world needs your heart work, my friends. Here we go. Day number two of the Heart Week. Let's explore heart work. Hello, my friends. Hope that you can hear me loud and clear. Ryan Hartley here from Always Better Yesterday, live in our community. Back for day two of Heart Week, so I'm just going to push play over here. Get on the Instagram Live, ready? Yo, Ryan Hartley here from Always Better Than Yesterday, live here within our Facebook community and here within our Instagram community. Thank you for taking time out of your day to come and connect with us as a community, some like-hearted humans, um, and also... Uh, today's topic, which is all about heart work. So if you've not been part of um, the things that I've been sharing this week so far, uh, this is heart week. I'm not overly happy that we've somehow managed to condense love into one day a year, which is next Monday, obviously Valentine's Day. Um, so this is, all, this is an attempt really to do two things. One is bring a bit more heart to our life and leadership generally. Um, without leaving it for one specific day and and secondly is to try and put some words to something that so often transcends this little nugget right for all the greatness that our minds have given us um, unfortunately it's taking us away from our intuitive nature um, that we have within our soul within our spirit within our heart um, so everything I'm going to try and do today is trying to put a little bit of reasoning, a bit of logic back into all matters of the heart and, and just simply give you some words and some phrases and some concepts with which to journey. And if you think I'm looking up here, it's because I'm speaking to the guys over here on Facebook. And if you think I'm looking down here, I'm trying to have a great conversation with, with wherever you are and, and meet you where you are. I think the great thing about love is it meets us where we are and it leaves us a little bit better. Good to see you, my friends. Good to see you, Zoe. Good to see you, Eric. And there's uh, some good friends, Danielle, Layla. Hope that we're well. So drop any comments or questions that you have as we go today. I mean, yesterday I shared this concept of heart set. We've all heard this concept of mindset. We all understand, I think, what it means to have a growth mindset. Um, I really think the next decade we'll be talking about heart set. And for me, the definition that I have is that it's about our character. It's who we are. It's what we care about. It's our, uh, it's our purpose and our values. And we live from the inside out. I really believe that um, as heart-centered leaders, it's heart-centered rather than heart only. Uh, and the next stage out from the heart set is what we see in the world as an extension of our heart. And I call that phrase heart work. Hey, Bethan, good to see you, my friend. Uh, so I call that phrase heart work. And, and heart work, quite simply, is just when we use our gifts, our skills, our talents, our passion, our pain, our purpose to serve 
others. And I truly believe that our gifts are not a coincidence. There are things that we do that light us up, that give us energy. And I don't believe that to be a coincidence. I believe that to be a invitation to us to try and figure out what is it? What is it about those sets of uh, things that I'm doing, things that I'm saying, the environments that I place myself in, the people that I help? What is it about that? And, and Dr. Bruce Lipton, whose episode I'll be sharing tomorrow on the podcast, says that nature has this wonderful way of letting us know that we're doing the right thing with the right people. And I think that lighting us up feeling is nature's way of saying, this is it. Do more of this, my friend. Do more of this. And the irony I shared a little bit about this yesterday is that when we do stuff that lights us up, that is a... That is a intuitive phrase that reveals something cool about science, which I really love, which is that when we raise our energy, when we have that level of energy, we gain, when we raise our emotion, shall I say, when we go from fear to love, we, we actually gain more energy. We actually gain more energy and it becomes something that, become self-sustaining. I mean, I've, I've been sat in this chair many, many times tired uh, and I've come to do my late night recording podcasts or I've come to do my late night um, group session on a Thursday and I've left with more energy than before I started because there's something innate within me that just loves what I do. And, you know, there's this scripture reference that says God is love. God is light, God is in all and through all. And whether you have faith and you believe in that or not, we're talking about a life force energy that is within us, that if we start to pay attention to, amazing, amazing things can start happening. When we are in states of love and not fear, our natural states as human beings gets revealed. And a natural state of a human being is someone that is loving, is kind, is compassionate, is collaborative. This is our nature as human beings. Unfortunately, we've built systems and structures that attack our lack. There is competition, there is ego, there is fear, um, shame, guilt, frustration, anger. This is an invitation to connect with your heart set, go back and watch yesterday so that we can come to the world knowing that we lack nothing and that allows our heart work to become an expression of our love. So the question might be then, as, as Zoe has, has asked, is how can we tune in? How can we tune into our heart work? Um, and and I think there are two paths to our purpose. I think there are things that we're just really, really good at, like, this is an opportunity. If you're not really clear on it yourself, maybe you don't have um, an understanding of yourself, just ask someone, you know, what is it that I seem to be able to do effortlessly? Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be something intellectually driven like a profession. It can just be something as easy as like, you just always seem to get us there on time. <laughs> you create wonderful spaces. You, you're really hospitable. Or... Um, we just seem to have great conversations. I always leave um, feeling more energized or I always leave a little bit more hopeful. Or, um, 
you're really good at helping me solve problems or you're a great listener, whatever it might be, just ask your good trusted people around you. What is it that you seem to be able to do effortlessly? Um, and then you can start to then reflect and add things like, you know, what things do you just love to do? What are you just passionate about? What are you passionate about learning? What are you passionate about doing? I think we've all got those things. Um, and so often I think it's a case of just going back a little bit because as adults, we've kind of, we've kind of got so far away from this spirit of curiosity with the world and, and our role within that we've just lost our way to just have fun and play and experiment and just do things for the love of doing them. And I just want you to be able to connect back to that. It's not a case of whether you have passions and skills and talents. It's just whether you remember them. <laughs> this is a point when Mufasa comes out and remember. <laughs> oh, I love Disney references and coaching. And I think, you know, that's a good thing is just remember at your core, what excites you, what really gives you energy and, and just know that that's not a coincidence. And, and if you want to see a world around you more of an expression of your heart and the things that you love, then all it simply requires is you to partner with that and to get curious and ask questions about, is it this? And, and start using it as a measuring thumb to situations you place yourself in and the experiences that you have in the world. Because it's only through that refinement do you get crystal clear. It's this, not this. Um, and that can be a life's journey of, of, of try something. You know I mean, just encourage you to try something. This idea of hard work is not static. It's not one thing. You have the freedom to do anything as an expression of your heart. So just enjoy the journey of pursuing your heart's love and, and creation. And, and, and just know, I've just said the word creation. I wasn't planning on going down this route, but there's this formula that I really like the idea of, and it's one plus one equals three. And either I need to go back to school or I'm about to touch on something that's going to blow your little nugget, right? Which is this idea that from the very beginning, an atom plus an atom equals a particle. And in the particle, there are things present that were not present in the atom. So one plus one equals three. And I think that is a really great visual that we can see that, you know, mum plus dad equals child. All of a sudden, there's a family unit of three. There's something present in the world that wasn't there before that partnering of creation. One plus one equals three. Now, when we apply that to this life force energy of love and that feeling within us that we just oh, just lights us up, when we partner with that, the, the result is creation. There is something new in the world that did not exist without our willingness to partner with that creation. This, my friends, is your invitation to partner with your creation. And enjoy the lifelong pursuit. It may not be done tomorrow. Always better than yesterday is going to be five this year. And the amount of fun I'm having in allowing this to be an expression of my heart means I don't need to set goals, means I don't need to be goal focused, means I can just come here and create for the love of my heart work. So let's get back on topic, heart work, two paths to purpose. One is the passion. Second is pain. And I've been fortunate enough to interview many, many people, coach many, many people. And let me tell you, 
that whoever goes on to do wonderful things in life is not um, had an absence of pain. Instead, it's how they've been able to give meaning to that pain. And again, with a bit of scriptural reference, um, there's a there's a story in the Bible in the, in the book of Corinthians where Paul pleads to God to remove some thorns from his flesh. He doesn't plead just once. He doesn't plead just twice. He pleads with God three times to remove the thorns from his flesh. And here's the absolutely fascinating thing. And God's response in the Passion Translation, it says that in your weakness, you will find my full expression. And I absolutely love that because if I think about my own pain in my life, my pain of feeling like father figure has abandoned me, second father figure has abandoned me, the scrutiny of pain and judgment at, at my previous corporate role, have a real issue with not feeling significant and not feeling like I matter. And, and um, that has shaped and crafted my expression, you know, my, when I talk about bringing God and love through me and becoming love, I wouldn't be able to do that so powerfully if it was not for the thorns in my flesh, if it was not for God's full expression through me, that his grace is enough for me, that he has shaped my heart, the posture of my heart to be the best dad I can be, to be the best friend, coach, mentor that I possibly can be. Why? Because the thorns on my heart know what it's like to feel like I don't matter, to feel like I don't belong, to feel like I don't um, fit in or whatever that might be. It's shaped me. So the two paths to purpose, let me make this clear, are through your passion and are through your pain. And they become purpose when we use our passion and or our pain to serve others. You see, our purpose isn't about us. Our purpose becomes complete when we use that in the service of others. Again, Peter says um, that the, our gifts, they're not for us but they are for those in the world who need it, which is amazing because what that shows is that we as a human um, species, as humanity, we need each other. We rely on each other and we have all that we need. We just don't have everything, which means that we have a need for each other. We need community. So have faith, my friends, that what you have in your heart and your mind and your skill set and your purpose and your passion, it's not for everybody and nor should it be, but it absolutely is for the one or for the many who need it. And here's the great thing. When we bring our heart work into the world, when we use our gifts, our skills, our talents to either help people or to help them through or overcome the pain with which we've once experienced, you facilitate transformation. Love meets you where you are, and it leaves you a little bit better. I'd love you to ask yourself this question. How are people left different as a result of your heart? The spaces and places that you create your interactions with them, maybe your products or your services, 
take a moment, consider how people are left differently because there is that transformation that really starts to underpin your heart work. And I'd love for you to go out in the world proudly sharing how you facilitate transformation in the lives of other people. When I was at the police, there was a project to go into a particular area of the business that required someone who um, was able to facilitate continuous improvement. Didn't need an analyst, needed someone who was able to do continuous improvement. But Ryan Hartley was over here as an analyst. Didn't need an analyst, so I didn't need Ryan Hartley. But right, little old Ryan Hartley didn't describe and define himself by being an analyst. No, Ryan Hartley always worked with a sense of purpose and knew that he was about facilitating things to be better than they were yesterday, which is why it made sense for Ryan Hartley at that time in his career to be brought in on this project. Didn't need an analyst. Ryan's job title was an analyst, but I was brought in because of the way I defined myself, which is about someone who helps lead things better than they were yesterday, which is exactly what this project needs. So it's highly practical, my friends. Highly, highly practical. Let's move away from defining ourselves by what we do in the world and instead come to the world as an expression of the facilitation of the transformation that we love to facilitate. Here's the other thing. You know, I talked about love being a life force energy. Um, the really great thing I love about merging or, or learning from scripture and science is that when we are in states of love, when I talked about that energy, that Hawkins energy chart says that when we're in states of love, our, our energetic frequencies are really high. Well, that creates clarity in here. So by calming this, we create clarity in this. And then we get flooded full of neurochemicals that are both great for our growth uh, and our health. Um, and it stops. So here's the hit punchline. Are you ready? Oxytocin, which is the love chemical, when that is present within our body, it inhibits the production of cortisol, the fear chemical. <laughs> the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. The presence of oxytocin inhibits the production of cortisol. So, my friends, when you do more of what you love and you can really connect with that essence of loving the work that you do and who you share it with the world, you're giving yourself and your body a state of health clear and calm mind great neurochemicals going through the body that are going to sustain growth you're going to shut off that fear response you're going to and this is what it means to show up with courage the word courage coming from the french word cur heart courage is showing up with heart and when you do that cast out fear cast out fear so i really want you to take the time to really consider after listening to me for 22 minutes. Not if you have heart work, because it isn't a case of if you have heart work. It's a case of what. <laughs> it is a case of what your heart work is. <laughs> and will you? It's an invitation, my friend. We all have heart work. This isn't an external pursuit of more education and more experience not at all this is an introspective deep dive and connection here's something i heard yesterday and maybe this is for you to hear right now how can we follow our hearts if we're not listening how do we know 
how can we follow our heart if we've not taken the time to listen, to connect, to understand? Because so often we say that we follow our heart and end up following intellectual pursuits of what we think we need to do. How many desires do we think come from the heart, but they're actually about external things? I need to do more so, or I need to have more so that I can be more. How many people out there want to be number one Forbes list or number one best Amazon bestseller, Wall Street Journal? No heart has ever said I want to be number one bestseller. No heart has ever said that. That's an external thing. And if that is a desire of yours, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it comes from here. It's based on what we think the world requires us. The heart simply desires to be made manifest through a willing partner. I don't need my podcast to be top 200. I don't need to be an Amazon bestseller. I just need to continuously create spaces and places as an expression of my heart. And that gives me everything I need. So when I come to the world being who I was made to be, doing exactly what those thorns on my flesh have shaped me to be, I will have whatever is meant for me. And the same is true for you. You will have whatever is meant for you. It's not, I'm not saying let's not go and get great things in the world, but let them be as a consequence of the great transformation that you have facilitated in the world with your heart work. Because we rise by lifting others. And when we use our heart work to serve others, we leave a ripple effect where not only those around us are left better, but those who we help go and help others be better too. Communicate from the inside out. Allow people who already need what you have to find you. Communicating your heart work is like a Batman signal. And you're just expressing the transformation you love to help people facilitate. And those who need that transformation will find you. We haven't got to sell heart work. We haven't got to convince anyone of heart work. We just need to express it in such a way that those who need it can find it. All it desires is to be made manifest through you. It's not a coincidence, but your mind's to one side, connect with your heart, start to do one thing as an expression of your pure love and creation, use it to serve others, get that warm, fuzzy feeling of when you've been able to help someone just by simply doing what you love, realize how incredible that feeling is, and then look at the ridiculousness of us being on this planet, spinning in orbit in the grass, in the, in the grand vastness of, and you can't tell me that that's not significant. You can't tell me that that's coincidence. In Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, talks about how, actually, I don't know where I'm going to go with that specific reference, but purpose isn't something we get given. And the flaw I made being a man of science was that I thought that science told me why. It doesn't. Science just reveals how. And I think sometimes in this lifetime, we might never know the why for many, many things. We have to make peace with that. But here's the invitation again, is that while we are here, we get to choose that meaning. Two people can choose different meanings from the same thing that's happened. Some people choose to be victim. Some people choose 
to use that as a reason. I think there's the hero and the villain story. I think the hero and the villain suffer the same trauma. I think your friend of mine, Nathan Todd, was talking about this in, in our community connection a couple of weeks ago. The hero and the villain can suffer the same trauma. The villain goes into the world as a perpetuation of that, as a continual cycle of using that because the world somehow has wronged them and they're, you know, chip on their shoulder. Let's just, they're going to use that and just be a, a destructive, you know, force as a result. And the hero says, I've experienced this and I'm going to ensure that no one else experiences that pain um, and, and becomes a force for good. So your invitation is to use whatever's happened and whatever will go on to happen is a, is a meaning that you assign to it. The one that empowers you, the one that encourages you, that cheers you on, that has a condition uh, or a container that is unconditional, that gives you the freedom to be who you were made to be, despite all the limitations that we as you know flawed human beings carry with us. Only then... Once we've got experience of using our heart work in the world, do we then bring the mind in to learn, to reflect, and to figure out better ways of doing it? The mind is great, but the mind does not shape heart work. The mind doesn't intellectually go, I know this is my heart work. And then you go out and do those things. It's like, eh, not really sure. And how many people go from one thing to another in, in pursuit and never quite finding it? Because the irony is they take themselves wherever they go and they haven't connected with this first and foremost. Heart first, then your mind figure out the best way to connect and serve other people, uh, and we keep going. So I ask you one final time, what might your heart work be? It's not a case of if you have heart work. It's what is it, and will you? <laughs> Thank you for being here with me. Really look forward to connecting with you again tomorrow. Uh, if you're here on Instagram, feel free to come and jump over in our Facebook community. We'd love to have you. We've got 800 awesome people from all around the world. Um, it is our greenhouse. It is our environment where people grow uh, and your opportunity to connect with some real like-hearted human beings. Tomorrow, I'll be back talking about how we bring heart-centered leaderships into, in, into teams and more specifically, how we can raise the heartbeat of our teams. So creating heart-centered teams, cultures, organizations and i'm going to leave i think about eight eight i'm going to give about eight tips for what i think great heart-centered leaders will do uh, and i hope it helps in some way i i need nothing from you in return if you want to share this then fantastic don't feel for, feel like you have to do that um thank you for just being here sharing space and time um thank you for allowing me to express my heart work it is a continual journey you know i only got clarity on some of these words at the tail end of last year there have been concepts that i've been working on for a very long time but again keep showing up my friends leave space for the miracles uh, and i'll be back same time tomorrow where i'll be talking about raising the heartbeat of our teams uh, and organizations so i'll see you then if that sounds something like you want to be part of until then peace